0: salutations and welcome to the sixth episode of the in the house podcast i am your host evan floyd and i could not be more excited about this show i tried to be more excited and i failed i'm as excited as i can possibly be we have got cincinnati week which is one of my favorite weeks of the year Two of my favorite weeks of the year. Absolutely. I love playing against Cincinnati. A rivalry game is the most fun kind of game, and this rivalry is a doozy. This show will also be great because not only is it a Cincinnati rivalry week, we have an interview with Paco Craig, USL Defensive Player of the Year. Yo! Spectacular job by Paco. He was a super fun interview. I can't wait for you to hear it. I'm sure you'll enjoy it as much as I did. But to force to get there... I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, this time coming to you live from a seance in Lubbock, Texas, Andy Frederick. Andy. Oh, that's right. Andy is not here tonight. He will not be joining us live from a seance inside of Lubbock, Texas, because Andy is in a hole studying really hard for an exceptionally hard test about booze right now booze (laughs) test he is studying really hard probably drinking wines from various regions of the world getting ready to take an important test he won't be here tonight but fortunately much like the lcfc midfield the in the house podcast bench is deep and so coming to you live after a steak dinner is my replacement (laughs) co-host David O'Connell, ladies and gentlemen, fan Thank favorite.
1: Thank you very much for the introduction. Happy to be here again.
0: So glad you could be here to help me out because I tried doing one of these on my own and it's just, it's zero good. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me ramble for an hour by myself. I can agree with that. I've heard it before, actually. <laughs> well, you, you have gotten me more drunk than most of our listeners have. So I, I, I'm even worse in that scenario. I'm really glad you're here. i uh, going to get to talk to you about the Cincinnati game. I cannot wait. Uh, one of the things, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you here in particular was because you actually got to go to the five nothing butt whooping that we put on since last year. Man, it was beautiful. The only game of the year I missed and it was rivalry week and it was an epic <laughs> spectacular beatdown. Epic domination. So, I'm really glad that you're here we're going to be able to discuss that a little bit as we go along. But let's get it kicked off. And the only way to kick off an in-the-house podcast is with the coin toss, so David, if you will please do me the honor. It's heads! It's heads! I promise I still would not lie to you. It's heads, and that means that we begin with our game preview, and that is perfect. Yes, it <clears throat> Because is. the game preview this week is for FC Cincinnati. Could our, not
1: be more exciting.
0: Our evil... <clears throat> frighteningly annoying neighbors to the north my former hometown Ugh. Which I disavow I, I can't believe you Admit that in public Well the only thing That I really bring With me from there Is Skyline And Perrin Johnson Last week uh, Was mocking me For my Skyline Oh I completely Agree with him too It's, it's terrible so good The no, rest it's of not. Cincinnati Can all you know dry up But Skyline I will bring with me Everywhere Not a chance I, I, you're, You either love it Or you hate it And I love it But uh, that's the only Part of it uh, I, I had to live there As a uh, sports fan For 15 years And in those 15 years years, I experienced uh, Reds fans and Bengals fans and uh, UC fans and Ohio State fans, and they're all miserable fan bases. Ohio State fans, the worst. They are terrible. They are. But I'll tell you that Reds fans are still convinced it's 1970 and that that Johnny Bench is going to come running out onto the field, and he's just not. Uh, They think that they are one of the truly great franchises of all time, but then you look down and uh, they haven't won a playoff game since 1990. Wow, nice. nice. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. And uh, the Reds fans, I I almost feel bad for the Bengals fans because the Bengals have been so bad for so long. The Reds, though, are always almost good, and so I'm thrilled that uh, they they end up getting their butts handed to them. (laughs) But... We don't care about the Reds today. We don't care about the Bengals today. We Absolutely care about not. FC Cincinnati. Yes, we do. And FC Cincinnati, is uh, it's a good team. I, I, you got to give the devil their due, and it's a good team. Uh, they've, they've won two games. They've started the season off with the same number of points we have. Uh, the winner of this game will easily they ascend. They played two
1: matches as well, right? Yeah, they yeah. had
0: a bye week week right. two, and we just randomly didn't have a game week two, thanks to Mother Nature. So uh, they are 2-0 also. They have also yet to allow a goal. They are our mirror image in terms of performance, except they played on the road, and we played at home. So their two wins could, by some measures, be considered more impressive than ours. Nah. <laughs> nah. Well, and also though we don't really know what kind of a team Indy is going to have, and that was the team they beat last. Uh, right, we know what kind of team Tampa Bay is. Absolutely. And so our win to me means more, but it was also at home. This will be our first road test of the year. That's very true. It's going to be their home opener. There's going to be thirty thousand fans oh, in that I place. It. They're they, gonna be they going to pack nuts. their house. They do, and they will let you know that they pack their house too. If you bother with any FC Cincinnati Twitter or. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say that today I did listen to the FC fan podcast. I'm embarrassed for you. Oh my goodness, it was unbearable. It was
2: unbearable.
0: They wanted to talk about how some of their fans got thrown out playing in Louisville last year. Well, you know, don't throw stuff. That's, exactly, it's pretty simple. Don't throw stuff. Follow basic human out. etiquette. You'll be fine. And it was the same way that uh, they all felt like it was unfair that we got GB suspended and that we had photoshopped pictures of him biting one of our players. Photoshopped. That's this. That yeah, I swear you can go online and that is a thing that they say. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, there, there is no photoshopping happening. There were bite marks. There <laughs> I were can't bite believe. marks. And I then, then he believed that's a real thing. That's and amazing. Then he stepped on Tim Dobrolowski and yep. that is. Clear evidence of it. Clear evidence. pictorial evidence. The guy deserved to be suspended.
1: There's no question about that.
0: I also kind of hated him anyway because he scored the game winner that put us out of the U.S. Open Cup last year. Yes. And well, the guy was impressive. Well, and it's one of those things where these teams, they we've played them six times in the regular season, and it's two wins apiece, two losses right. apiece, two draws. Right. That's as even as it can be. They... Beat us in the U.S. Open Cup, and so they have one more win on their scale, on their roster against us. Not in league play, but right. you know it was a feather in their cap. And we have, oh, what did we do? We won a championship.
1: Oh, that's right, that, a that's
0: championship. A, yeah. We have a star. And we do, and they have, much like the Reds, not won a playoff game <laughs> since 1990, <laughs> or ever for that matter. So uh, we'll be interested to see what kind of a squad they put together. One of the things about FCC that uh, stands out to me always is the turnover. They bring in new faces every year. They don't give their teams time to gel and coalesce. Right. Uh, in fact, three of their real standouts, uh, G.B. already mentioned, uh, Hildebrandt in goal, Mitch says yes to the Lou City fans, and, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, Harrison Delbridge, their mountain of a Australian yes. defensive, uh, yes. defensive player, they've all left the team, and those were three real staples on that squad, uh, I'll be interested to see how the new players all fit in. Uh, it's Evan Newton in goal. He of the deliciously fantastic beard. He, does. <laughs> he has a great beard. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a great appreciator of uh, beards. Well, okay, if you're talking about beards, let's have a competition then. hammer Okay, well, I mean, obviously the OMB is going to take that. There we got some talking about. OMB's is burlier. It's beautiful. Uh, Evan Newton's is... Uh, well quaffed, we will just say. <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's a nice beard. It is not a manly beard like Unbi's is. And I'm speaking of, I'm really hoping that we get to see the beard out on the field this week. I know. I've missed him. Uh, I think it was last week we were unlikely to see him. He'd been right. cleared to play. He was out there. He was ready. I think if we had been down significantly, maybe you bring in some instant offense. Right. But uh, in a close game or a game we were leading, I don't think we were ever going to see him. This week, I'm hoping one more week removed from uh, from his uh, ailment, and uh, I'm hopeful that this week we're going to see him exactly. out on the pitch. One more week of training, yeah. Uh, hopefully, he's game fit. But even if he's not, it's hard to beat the elevens we've been running out there. Oh, In fact, absolutely. it's impossible to beat the elevens <clears throat> we're running out there, and you can tell because we're two and up. <laughs> Uh, the guys played really well. We'll get to our game review in a second, but uh, I'll be I'll be hopeful that our defense stands up to their new striker, who is a gentleman whose last name is Welshman. I think it's Danny Welshman, but I'm not sure of that. And then a couple of the guys who are coming back from the uh, from the last squad, Corbin Bone has played for them for years. Right. Uh, Kenny McLaughlin has uh, shown them some real uh, energy and pace. He was huge in their U.S. Open Cup wins against the MLS teams that they beat. Absolutely, and uh, then also Kenny Walker, who uh, has got some nice pace as a uh, as a wing slash midfield hybrid. Uh, so we'll be curious to see uh, what they run out there in terms yep. of depth. And one of, one of their biggest assets is their hometown, though. I mean, they, they draw numbers. That's, it's, it, it helps. You, you wonder how many of them they're handing out as opposed to selling. Right. There have well, been I'm rumors. not saying
1: they're making a ton of money here.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying they have a lot of people in the stands. Yeah. And, and here's one of those places where I'll say that, yeah, Cincinnati is our rival. I want to beat their heads in. Their fans really annoy me. And the, the, the organization as a whole bothers me. But... In their credit, I really do feel like a rising tide raises all boats. And it's good for the USL to have them drawing that many numbers. It's oh, absolutely. good for the league to have that much exposure, to have a city where uh, fans are passionate, even if they are ignorantly passionate. They are <laughs> passionate. And uh, so, I mean, it's a good thing that they're in the league, and it's a good thing that they're our rival. I'm hopeful that uh, we see a uh, another...
1: Destruction. Oh, I certainly hope so. I, I, I just I, want to come out the win. Win period. I mean, if you can
0: win in their house, it's mm-hmm. impressive. Well, and you really, it's Katie bar the door at that point because who knows where we can go if we start the season off three and zero. We'll have already beaten two of the theoretical contenders for the Eastern Conference crown, exactly. and uh, I, I think it'll be extremely exciting. To see what kind of trajectory we go on. In oh, Vegas. definitely. Big- Which,
1: with this matchup this week, USL uh, power rankings, it's one versus two this week.
0: And and, I don't, and It's huge. I don't even think that's hyperbole. I don't think they did it to get the match uh, some extra pub. I think that they really feel like these are the two best teams in the league so far. And you'll have some bragging rights if you okay. win this first one. You'll have an important three points in the standings if you win this one. And if nothing else, I think that you're really going to see the winner of this team... Feel like they are the favorites. Oh, definitely. If, if 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 this doesn't come out as a you know a zero zero one one draw, you're gonna you're, whichever team takes the crown is really gonna feel like they have got to, they're gonna be hard to beat. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think it's ignorant to try to project that you know you go undefeated or anything like that. But I mean, I'm saying it, I I'm, I have a hard time envisioning the match that they're gonna lose if for the home opener. In Cincinnati against one of our main rivals in their house. Our, our
1: biggest rival, I would say. I mean.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, we, we've played bigger games against New York Red Bulls and Rochester. Right. But uh, Rochester's gone, and the Red Bulls are a, are a second team. They're a farm team for New York. It's hard to get too uh, attached. Exactly. Cincinnati is right there next to us. They're right there next to us in terms of talent, and uh, for. Uh, the first two years we were one two in attendance. I mean, obviously there's a giant gulf. We're right. not trying to pretend like we're you know in their same ballpark because we're not. No, we're not. But uh, the the bottom line is we've had better success in the playoffs and uh, also in the regular season. Again, so, we have the star. We do. It's it's a good looking gold star <laughs> too. Really. I like the way the gold <laughs> uniforms look out there. The gold trim on those. I, I really enjoy the I new unis. Nice. The kits are beautiful. All right, so uh, let's get let's go ahead and do a little predict a uh, little prediction game here. Uh, I am thinking that we come out with a 2-0 victory. I think it's 2-0. I think Luke gets one against his former team. I think that Pat McMahon shuts down the other side against his former team. Oh, yes. And uh, I think both of them come out ready to play. And the team, the defense has just been so good that I think that it holds up and we uh, pitch another shutout. I'm I'm going with three nil, honestly.
1: Woo-hoo-hoo. I know it's a I very like it. I know it's a very bold prediction, it but is. This, this is based on his um, last couple of games for Cincinnati. Sure, all the chances that's true. Goalie. I
0: it's, mean, I, I, our I, boys I, aren't going to miss that much. No, I don't have the statistics on me, but I'm I'm, I'm fairly certain that I uh, I saw that Cincinnati had given up something in the neighborhood of thirty to thirty chances over the first two games and have yet to give up a goal over them. That's that's not sustainable. Uh, I don't no, care how good not. Evan Newton is. If you keep shooting, eventually something's getting through, and our boys have uh, found a way to find the back of the net. So. Uh, and,
1: and our defense, I mean, yeah. it's unstoppable right now. They've so just been I, on fire. I just don't see how they're going to get through and get many opportunities. If they do get opportunities, probably not going to be clean,
0: and we have Greg. Right. Okay, so there's your game preview. And. Uh, that's fantastic now let's move on to the game review yes the game review we're coming off of our one to nothing win over Tampa Bay uh, Oscar puts home the goal on a, a nice through ball from Paolo it was uh, it was a clean goal there in the second half uh, frankly it, it reminded me a lot of the first game in that the first half was very much feeling each other out and uh, trying to find a combination that worked uh, we didn't we didn't pass the ball particularly well. The right. stats are all very bad in terms of our possession and our passing. And they should be. It looked that way. It was a sloppy-looking game. Some of that's the field conditions. Some of that's the weather. How much do you think it attributed to the bye week after the first week, too? Though?
1: I, mean, I, I, I agree. You, I mean, the guys are
0: amped up to play a game, mm-hmm. and they didn't get to play it. So yeah. I mean. It's a much different animal scrimmaging guys that you play with every day versus getting out there and playing one of the other best teams in the Eastern Conference. Right. So, yeah, the energy level... We may have been a little overamped from that. We also may have had a little bit of a letdown. So that's a—it's tough to—it's tough to quantify the effect that an off week that you weren't expecting has right. on a team. And uh, I was—I was thrilled that we came away with the points. Uh, the goal was good, and Luke had just six or seven real nice opportunities in the box. He played very well controlling the ball up front. We were passing the ball up to him. We were playing the long ball more than we were building. Which was shocking to me. It's unusual. We usually try to build through the wings, and I don't know if uh, Coach O'Connor saw something on film where he liked going with the direct route straight to Luke, but uh, it turned out to give us a whole bunch of chances on that. He wasn't able to convert, and that sucks. When you're a striker, you want to score goals. But the amount of possession that he took, the amount of chances that he created. Right. And their defense
1: played quite well. I yeah, mean, They did. They, give, it's give a good guys team. credit. I mean, they played very well. So, I mean,
0: Luke was challenged on every opportunity. Sure. I mean, it's a good team. So you're not going to get a lot of, you know, 1v you know, keeper breakaways. Right. But uh, the chances that we did create, I thought Luke had a lot to do with them. And I feel like over the course of a season, that sort of thing is going to even out. Uh, you create six or seven chances. Even if they're not perfect chances, one of them's going in usually. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think that we'll see that throughout the course of this year. Well, and the beauty of our
1: team, if uh, Luke's not cutting it next game, then we do have other boys to step yeah. in that are Agreed. every bit as good.
0: Agreed. Uh, Nile, I'm, I'm
1: ready to see Cameron.
0: Uh, I'm ready to see Cameron Lancaster get out there. Nile, who'd been on such a tear, was apparently under the weather a little bit, and that's ah, why he didn't get the that start. that explains it. Okay. Uh, but he still came out, and gave us some minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I expect him to be back out there uh, with the form that he's been showing. As we've said, we we hope to see Brian Ownby. Yes. Uh, with the defense playing so well, and, man, they played so well against Tampa. Paco was an animal in the air. Paco and uh, Sean Tosh did such an awesome job of bracketing Georgie Christoff. Oh, yeah. He did, I don't think he had a clean touch. Oh, the no, he entire was completely game completely shut down. He was draped with defensemen, and uh, I thought that that freed up Pat McMahon to play a little looser because he was he he wasn't having to focus on the striker as much as Sean and Paco did. That it allowed him to shut down some of the stuff they do on the wings. Oscar and Kyle, and uh, frankly Sean Francis, deserve a lot of credit for uh, not letting them get some clean runs down right. the flanks. It was. Again, just a, such a complete defensive effort. Definitely. I was thrilled with it. I think McMahon might even have a shot on goal. I think just
1: just just over. I think you're right. I think uh, <laughs> McMahon did get a nice rip out. It's always uh, good to see. Uh,
0: hopefully, uh, we find a way for him to put one in this year. I'd love to see all of our outfield players score. again. Oh my gosh, that'd years. be amazing, wouldn't it? That was uh, that was encouraging. I, I thought that they played well. They deserved the three points, and they got it. And oh, that's that's what you're looking for every week. Oh, well, you don't learn
1: three points. Get those stats up.
0: You don't want to lose points in games where you dominated, and you want to find ways to get points when you didn't have it. And because uh, there'll be games where we won't have it, but right. uh, we had it against Tampa. The defense was great. The offense did just enough. And uh, I'll be interested to see what we do on a bigger pitch up against Cincinnati. Uh, They've got a much I'm just wider field. Will we,
1: we'll, we do the first half? Sure. I'm, I'm. I'm nervous for the first half because we, like you said, the first two games we've been a second half team.
0: Clearly, we, we need to get it together early against this team. We cannot fall behind. Well, and they're going to come out with so much energy because oh, yeah. of this home crowd. Your first home game of the season, they are going to come out firing, and so we do. We need to, We need to make sure we can weather that early storm and uh, give ourselves the legs to, to knock him out in the second half. Right. If we could find a way to get one which, quick,
1: that would be... Which, again, legs, something that uh, we do have. I we mean, do. We, have, we are deep in every position.
0: We so. are, and that was a question mark coming into the season with defense, but we haven't even gotten to see Alexis Swahi yet, and by all accounts, the guy is... Doing great. A complete beast. <laughs> and, but he can't even see the field because McMahon has played so well. I mean, we're bringing Speedy Williams off the bench. This is a guy who is an all-league level player, and he's coming off the bench. Brian Ownby, who scored in every playoff game last year leading up to the final, he hasn't seen the field yet this year. Definitely. Ballard didn't even dress this week. We're having a – we. Uh, it's an embarrassment of riches, and I was, I was concerned. Obviously, we can't afford you know three injuries at one spot, but who can? Right. What we can afford is uh, somebody not having it on any given day because you trust we right. Will I get it from somebody else? Oh, yeah. somebody needs a rest, we haven't covered it. It's perfect. Okay. Uh, that is really all I had in terms of the game review. And uh, with that, I think that we it is time for us to throw it to our interview. Uh, Paco Craig was... Gracious enough to meet with me last night, and we got to spend some time talking about things ranging from his collegiate career to the what it was like in the shootouts against New York Red Bulls for two Man, sc- two consecutive seasons, <laughs> and then uh, also uh, he gives us a little bit of feedback on uh, his family and musical career. And uh, he was a really great and gracious guest. I hope you enjoy this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, this is me and Paco Craig. All right, thank you. And now we have an extra special treat. We have an interview today with a Los City player who has been named to the USL Team of the Year last year. He was a member of the championship squad last year. He has played at multiple different levels across Europe and across America. He is our guest today, Mr. Paco Craig. Paco, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you very much for having me, scouts House.
0: Uh, Paco, we uh, you have been a cult favorite in our uh, section for a long time, between uh, the hair, between uh, your jumping on Greg after a goal mm-hmm. after the, in this first game of the season, and also from meeting my normal guest host, uh, Andy, on an airplane on your way back from Atlanta. That's true. You have been a big fan favorite in our group, and we're really excited to have you here.
2: It's an absolute pleasure. Pleasure is mine, man. Thank you.
0: Okay. So we're going to start you off with a couple of soccer questions, because this is ostensibly a soccer podcast. But then we might go a little, we might go in a couple of different directions. That sounds good. All right. So uh, the first thing I'm curious about is you play essentially exclusively on the back line, and we've been basically playing a back three for about a year and a half at this point or three-quarters of a year at this point anyway. Uh, what does it take to develop chemistry with two other players, especially when from season to season it might not be the same guys?
2: It definitely requires a lot of communication. We, uh, we try and talk not only during training and uh, throughout practices and games, but also off the pitch We try and develop good relationships with each other, Uh like hang out as much as we can and open up to each other and communicate. Um, But one of the main things I think, especially with how uh, James is, is the way we train together as a team, Uh and the kind of things he puts us through as a collective unit just ends up bringing us together anyway. So for the most part, as soon as, after we've been through what we've been through, i.e. in pre-season or week in, week out through training, when he picks the 11 to go out there, you're looking around at every single one of them already as a brother, essentially. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so it could be, it's, uh, yeah, you're already out there. With the people next to you and left and right, you, you're you'll more than happy to work your ass off for them, you know? So, right. So, chemistry definitely takes a while. You need to learn each other. You need to communicate. But I think the willingness is already there, whoever you, whoever he chooses, so.
0: Well, and with that being said, last year, uh, you mostly finished the year playing next to Tarek and uh, obviously he's not with the club anymore, which is a, a tough loss for the squad, yeah. but uh, we've brought in two new players for the back line and Pat McMahon and Alexis Swahi. and how do you feel like they both fit in with the squad?
2: Uh, again, very, very well. It took a while, it took a, definitely took a little while. Preseason was, was a shock to them as they weren't, they didn't know what was expected. Um, But they they took to it very quickly James require a little more than some of coaches Yeah, I would from (laughs) I've actually never played with another USL team but from the other boys who've been around they say it's a slightly unique environment for sure and uh, And so it took them a while to adjust but it as like we said the way we get behind each other and support each other They they kind of they they were welcomed in pretty quickly and quite comfortably.
0: Well, that's great. Uh, we're all excited to see Alexi get out on the pitch eventually. Uh, he was uh, kind enough to be our first player interview on Scouse's house, Houses in the House. And uh, what have you seen from training? And hi- what have you seen from him in training?
2: Uh, he's got a lot of—he's got athletic, very athletic, strong, physical guy. You think he's one of the younger boys in the team, but he can handle himself physically for sure. Uh, he, he definitely has a willingness to learn, and he's fitting. His his attitude has allowed him to sort of get in line with everyone. Learn off the ones who are slightly older and uh, start working on his craft. So I, he's looking very positive and very promising for sure.
0: That's great. Uh, I, I imagine that all of our listeners can tell uh, from your accent that you are British. It's true. Okay. And uh, Alexi was French, yeah. who we spoke with last.
2: i sure that sounded uh, quite funny. It? It,
0: it, he was great. Yeah. Honestly, he did a great <laughs> the, job. You could, must have loved his accent. Uh, well, some of the people that listened really like oh, the okay, accent. Okay. I would rather not talk about it. Okay. But
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know what you're
0: saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but having an Englishman and a Frenchman, you've got Americans, you've got Jamaicans, you've got Irish, uh, Greg's from all over the place, we've got Serbians, what what does it mean to you
2: that the team is such an international team? Uh, personally, I, I absolutely love it. So, my, I'm born and raised in England, London, but my dad's parents are from Jamaica and my mom's actually from Italy. So, I'm, 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 I'm quite a mixture myself. Okay. Um, and so anytime we get to have different cultures, in, like in, get involved, and we have a little bit from all over the world, I personally love the experience. It's a chance to open up and uh, and open your mind and get out, get out the box a little bit and see how other people live and how other, even talk and I, I really enjoy being able to have many different cultures in the locker room. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, at Scouse's House. We
0: pride ourselves on being an international supporters group and. Uh, welcoming people from all different uh, nationalities and ethnicities and uh, I know that the guys all really appreciate having uh, players that don't all necessarily look and sound exactly alike out on the field it's never fun seeing a whole bunch of people who look exactly the same so it's nice to have an international flair and uh, we've gotten we've enjoyed getting to buy flags for each of the different nations uh, that we fly underneath the Scouse's House banner and uh, next to that banner uh, there we fly a banner specifically for the '96 from an incident that occurred during a Liverpool match in Hillsborough years ago. And uh, my uh, president, Michael Scouse Bramelow, really wanted me to say thank you for uh, coming along and signing that for us last week. It really meant a lot to him personally, and it meant a lot to our group as a whole.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear that. Again, it's it's uh, it's a pleasure for me, man. It's, it's, we really appreciate your support, and so something. Relatively small, like that is. I'd be more than happy
0: to do. We're thrilled, and uh, so you played. Obviously, growing up in London, you would then go on to play most of your uh, soccer in England. Up until what age did you? uh, What age did you end up moving to America?
2: So uh, I moved. I started college at 19. Okay. Yeah. That was young Harris. Yeah. Well, yeah. I first. It's actually quite a long story, but to cut it down, yeah. (laughs) I um. I was going to. I was going to go to a big D one school, mm-hmm. Syracuse, mm-hmm. and uh, I was offered a full scholarship. And uh, it was going to look. It was looking good, but then I had some issues with the clearinghouse, Ugh. being the way it is set up, a multi-billion-dollar industry. Yeah. <laughs> Had, uh, they had some uh, some qualms with with a little a few pounds I was getting back home because you had already been playing semi professional. Well, I or... wasn't I wasn't even professional. I was, right. I was still an apprentice. I was in the youth academy at West Ham. Okay. But uh, but it'd be, for whatever reason it wasn't quite. They didn't didn't deem it acceptable for Division One athletics. So I had to quickly scramble to find an NAIA school in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And I joined. I went to join that school and it went really well in terms of the city is amazing. I had a really good time. Made lots of good friends. A lot of fun. But uh, but the, the soccer wasn't exactly what I wanted, and I came to America for soccer. Sure. So I immediately only spent one semester and immediately transferred to Young Harris, uh, who was a college I was also in touch with before, and so I just got back in touch with them, said, can I come down and visit? They said yes, yeah. so the next semester I was gone. And you had a little bit of luck
0: seeing as how you were the uh, conference freshman of the year that year. Mm-hmm. You went on to then be uh, the conference player of the year as a junior and uh, that's, that's not an easy accomplishment.
2: No, nah, honestly, uh, as much as you want to regret things that don't really go your way, uh, you've, you've always got to look at the doors that do open for you, and uh, I've been extremely blessed to still be able to enjoy while I was able to enjoy in this country. You uh, were a, a standout in college, and then your uh,
0: your immediate plans after uh, leaving Young Harris, where did you go next?
2: Well, as soon as I graduated, I knew I still wanted to play. There sure okay. was half a chance, either here on this side or the other side of the pond and uh, so i went on a lot of combines i went to four or five combines uh, invitational some were mls mm-hmm. some were usl i uh, <laughs> kept hearing the same ba- thing back which uh which i can understand especially in a combine situation where you have to play as an individual and showcase all of your talent sure irrespective of how you work in a team because everyone's out there to prove a point uh so they didn't quite go the way they went but mainly because of the environment uh, and it was only until I was actually invited to pre-seasons with USL teams that they were able to, able to see how I was as a team player, how my qualities do shine in a situation where I work in a cohesive unit, yeah. so to speak. Well,
0: that's that's not shocking to me at all to hear that your uh, your best qualities would shine through best when playing as part of a group. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, since you've been with Lou City, that it's been readily apparent that uh, you play very well in a uh, leadership role in a back line, being able to help guide traffic and uh, being able to make decisions is not always necessarily the flashy play yeah. that needs to be made. A lot of times it's the right play that needs to be made and uh, I think that's probably why you
2: were uh, named to the USL first team all league last year. Uh, I was actually extremely surprised by that. I didn't. It didn't really cross my mind once. Uh, we were just focusing on doing our jobs as, as players. I hadn't even really felt like I'd contributed as much as i wanted to Mm. with the team obviously i i was out for a few games suspended a few times as well Um, so i was actually a little bit like i fell short a little bit in the season so i was i was very surprised and delighted my only my only real thinking was i don't understand why there wasn't more of us on there yeah which doesn't really make sense to me Um, but again personally it was fantastic but it was a little bit of i was scratching my head a bit as to why i was the only one
0: Well, it had to have been fun last year playing on that team, and uh, it's interesting that you say that you were surprised more players didn't make the All-League team. I think that our team faces a lot of the same problem that you did coming into those trials. I feel like so much of our team is predicated on uh, playing well as a unit, playing well as a group, that sometimes you don't necessarily get those uh, individual accolades the way that some of the guys might deserve just because it's like,
2: well, yeah, the whole team's good. Yeah, that's true, actually. I I would – I was blown away by the fact that last year every single player and outfield player on our team scored a goal. That Which never was so fun. Of, yeah, I've never even heard of that stat before. No. So that that says enough as to how we were as a team and, and why we were
0: successful. And it was great that that was the way it went after having uh, two years with the club previously being uh, Matt Fondi scoring the vast majority of the goals the first year and then Chandler Hoffman scoring the majority of the goals the next year. Last year, the balance in the attack was so fun to watch.
2: Yeah, as, yeah, as much as we would, I mean, everyone loves a. A, a leading striker who bags with the goals, but to be able to accomplish what we did last year, everyone's scoring, i have actually, I'm still amazed by it. I'm really, really proud of that.
0: It's its stunning and it made it a lot of fun for the fans. Yeah. yeah, it's great to have one guy that all the focus is on, but it's the same way with defenses. When they can all focus on one player, it uh, it probably harms the efficiency of the attack. Whereas we never knew who was gonna score from night to night. We just knew we were gonna score. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was fun to play too, man.
0: <laughs> and uh, so that team approach led to a USL championship. Uh, was that one of the first championships you'd been a part of? Had you won many in uh, youth and uh,
2: uh, college, etc.? Um, I've always thought back about this, and, and I've had the absolute fortune, and I don't know how I've been this lucky, but I've been in winning teams for quite a long time. Oh, really? But yeah, I've. I've I, if I'm not in the finals of cups, then I'm winning them, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I wonder if there's a coincidence here. No, I, I wonder if it's possible lucky. that no, Paco been, playing so on lucky. the team means I've, they go they go far. I've been so lucky because I, I'm a centre back, so I needed someone to score the goals, and I like you can stop all the goals you want, but if you're not really scoring, then then, uh, then you know you're stuck.
0: Now, while I was researching for this interview, I did come across a uh, uh, a thing that I remembered, and then a the thing that I didn't, which was that. I remembered you scoring in the Eastern Conference Final against New York two years ago. I remembered that That's goal. That's yeah. I didn't remember you getting sent off, yeah. and that that being what you uh, didn't get to play the first game for last year. Yeah, well, I don't
2: remember either. Cause I've wiped it from my memory. You know? it's like, I, I almost I went back to watch to see what nah, happened. Nah, nah, don't bother, man. <laughs> it was a dark time. It was it was quite dark, and uh, I, I learned from it. I would imagine. Yeah, and also again. Uh, that's another reason why I wasn't—I didn't feel like I wanted to contribute as much because we started winning straight off the bat that next season. Sure. And obviously, I wasn't in the team, so I had to take my time, be patient, and—but
0: and, uh, it ended up panning out as yeah. you uh, started. I think it was 21 out of 26 games by the end of the year, so it, yeah, they didn't—they didn't exactly leave you on the bench for too long. That's true.
2: That's true. That's, no. I didn't really know that to
0: be <laughs> honest. <way I> <laughs> But going from losing an Eastern Conference Final like that to then getting to beat that same team and in, in almost the exact same way—the yeah, following year—it had to have just been shocking.
2: I, for a split second, I was like, "Oh no, it's happening!" You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone was thinking that. You know, I mean, only for a split second, and then you put it out of your mind. You got to have
0: the shootout right there down in front of Scouse's oh, house, yeah. which we thought was the best time that has ever happened to anybody.
2: It was an incredible, incredible moment, and to have. Richie Ballard, the oh, hometown heroes hero and scores he the win You these scripts. You, you know? really <laughs>
0: couldn't. And uh, um, <clears throat> when he scored the goal, everybody, of course, went nuts. Uh, but it's a PK, or it's yeah. penalties, or it's a shootout, or however anybody chooses to say it. Yeah. Uh, most people that I talk to that are not players and not diehard fans love them. It's yeah. so fun to watch. It's it's. it's, it's drama it's intense as a player would you
2: rather just keep playing or would you rather go to PK's to tell you the truth I was my legs were empty at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like anytime I went to jump there was no energy in my legs so, nothing left so I, I don't mind penalties they are one of the most nerve-wracking moments
0: after 120 minutes yeah. though your legs were ready but for it. at that
2: point yeah at that point you're like, let's just flip a coin even you know what number what number were you to have gone well I put my hand up but apparently the list had already been written Okay. Uh, I think I was 7, 6 or 7. Six. I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be involved. Sure. But at the same time we we got through so I'm not complaining, you know, I don't want to be involved and yeah. maybe, maybe cock it up or no, something. No,
0: I, I can't even imagine what the stress level of that is. Uh, the worst thing ever missing a penalty. I can't it's even talk bad feeling. We um, felt so terrible for Paolo. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he'd had such a great game up yeah. to that point too. It's just like that's the thing people will remember if you end exactly. up losing, even though you played brilliantly, yeah. and then oh no, you missed the PK. That guy's garbage.
2: And it's on the PK. It's almost like a lottery. I mean, mm. you are you feel good at penalties, you're good at penalties, but that still doesn't stop the goalie from pulling out a great sure. save or something.
0: I remember that to this day. One of my first real soccer memories was the '94 World Cup, watching Baggio put one over the crossbar, exactly and thinking he had played so well that whole tournament, and that image will be in everybody's mind forever.
2: Baggio it's been missing. It's yeah, a good choice. Roberto, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. He used to have the cool hair, right? He did have the cool <laughs> yeah, hair, exactly, so you know, exactly. he's is, he is who I thought of a little bit. He, did you? Yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, it came into my mind. Some of the boys pulled out pulled out the name as well. That's
0: cool. Yeah. I, I'm glad that I went there then for my uh, for my recollection. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this week on in the house, we are really focused on what rivalries mean on Rivalry Week. This is Cincinnati week. You're playing against a team that is less than a hundred miles away from us. They've been pretty good. They draw huge crowds. They have a, a large presence in the USL in terms of their importance and what they mean.
2: That's true.
0: They've also had a lot of, let's let's call it what it is, a little bit nasty games against you guys. Yeah, there seems to be a little excitement,
2: a little more yeah. charge in the game.
0: Does that uh, does that drive you guys this week, or is that the farthest thing from your mind? You're thinking about this version of this team, or eh, we kind of want to stick it to them.
2: Well, 100%. I mean, we, there's no way we should have. They knocked us out of the Open Cup, so yeah. Even if we well prove to be better than them in the league, like mm-hmm. there's still some things that we we want to get back at them for. Uh, it's not necessarily a individual player thing for me. For me, I understand every every person, every personality out there is different, so there's gonna be guys gonna be bad guys gonna be like misunderstood guys but the actual team itself you know like as you say the fact that they have this presence they have a very very big following it's a great great atmosphere in their stadium it's so much fun to play there because because of how they've been able to pack it out and so uh, it does feel like a slightly bigger game usually it has done for me sure and uh, and so yeah I can't wait to get back at them and prove to them who's really better, you know, that's yeah. all it is at the end of the day. Well, I know that's how the fans feel about it, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna, uh, so, got some, it's going to be exciting for sure. Yeah, I can't
0: wait to go. We promise we'll be there in the corner cheering you on. But uh, last year you would have been charged with uh, being one of the guys to cover GB Fall, who was yeah. one of the leading scorers in the league and then also one of the leading players to be suspended in the league.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, how do you gear up to cover uh, an obvious target striker like that, as opposed to uh, um, an attack by numbers like LCFC generally
2: do? Personally, I'm quite bad at really getting information and, and learning an opposition player Okay. In, in terms of watching other footage and things like that. I get to know a player when I get to play against them, mm-hmm. and so in my experience, our coaches and players, my teammates might be warning about a, a strike who's hot right now, right. or someone like that. And if I don't really know too much about him, like I just I'm just waiting to play against him really like I, I really don't mind. Nothing changes in the way I am. Sure i'm I'm gonna go in with a, with a blank canvas and just see how he's moving, react to it, see how he's playing, try and figure him out and shut him down. I uh, I'm not one of those players who likes to get really statistical. Okay. Uh, I don't even know if statistical is a word, but <laughs> but we'll go with it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I think you're okay. good. <laughs> and uh, and like really like watch footage and 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 know players inside out and follow how they're doing. You know because a lot of times you hear a striker who's scoring goals and goals and goals and then when I come up to play against them they they might not even really have uh, done much. In, sure. in my opinion, so. Uh, I'm more of a let-me-just-play-against-you-and-see-how-you-are type guy.
0: So that applies maybe to last week also when you had a pretty hot goal scorer coming in in uh, Georgie Hristoff, who's a pretty uh, classic number nine striker up top, who'd scored in his first couple of games and then was pretty quiet against you guys. Uh, So that was more uh, reacting to the game than it was strict game planning?
2: Yeah, definitely, and and uh, to be fair to Ristov, he he does have class about him. You can tell he's got a lot of experience. Absolutely, he is. He is a one of the all-time
0: leading scorers in the USL. He so. is.
2: He def- I definitely give him credit. I think the main thing is not so much myself, but as a team, we don't really allow other teams to do what they like to do. So, sure. So we're horrible to play against, and and uh, and I really like that about us. And so if I've got number nine who is. Like being super deadly week in week out, usually it's because the team can feed him the way they want. Mm-hmm. But if the players around me are doing what we're we're supposed to do, they haven't even got a chance to give him the service he needs. So, to tell you the truth, most of the time, it's the team effort, it's the way we play, and and then it makes my job ten times easier.
0: Well, that's what I remember most about the uh, five nothing victory you guys had over Cincinnati last yeah, year was, was nice, that yeah. uh, that uh, GB almost n- didn't see the ball. Uh, that the. You guys collapsed on him throughout that game in a pretty intense way and uh I'm hoping to see some more of that with uh, their replacement striker uh, Welshman, I believe his name yeah.
2: is. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he looks. I mean, I didn't see much. I saw his goal. It was pretty sure. good. Yeah, he, he looks quite lively. So I'm excited to play against him.
0: And we are excited to root you on. Yeah. And uh, we know that you wouldn't dare to predict it. So we'll say that I think we're going to win six nothing this time. Yeah, five was good. Six nothing this time.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll uh, I'll wait and see. <laughs> I, I'll let my football do the talking. Understood.
0: And yeah. you you speak well that way. Yeah. yeah. All right. So in the uh, press conference last week after your second victory, um, Oscar brought up the fact that uh, the defense gets bagels Mm -hmm. after shutouts. That's true. And that the goalkeeper has to buy the bagels. Is that right?
2: That is uh, is, uh, accurate.
0: And Greg said he's really bad about remembering to buy the bagels and that uh, Tim has to remind him that he's got to get them yeah and that uh, Greg found out that if he stops buying bagels he might not be starting anymore so.
2: <laughs> well I don't know about that <laughs> I'm not too sure about that one but we can hold it over him as long as we keep getting the bagels yeah.
0: absolutely so you've had two straight shutouts to start the season that's correct and as a defensive unit that's gotta feel great
2: that is That is exactly what I pride myself in yeah I, mean, I was I, I was very I was buzzing and and really excited for the start of the season and then to for it to have gone the way it did was exactly what I wanted I mean I'd rather, if we don't want 4-1 or 2-0 that we did, I'd rather take the 2-0 all day because the zero feels even, better than that that the extra exactly goals. That's exactly what we're trying to do, yeah.
0: Well, that's great. I've got a running bet with a couple of members of our group that we're only going to give up two goals all season. I think, yeah. it's, going be, I think it's going to be two goals for the year, and I'm hopeful that neither of them is a, uh, a bad back pass.
2: Yeah, well, nah, <laughs> nah don't worry about that, man. Yeah, we, nah. we drove out to
0: Evansville to watch the game, and uh, uh, what happened?
2: What happened? Uh, the, it was, it, it I was, know the pitch wasn't great. It was, yeah, it was a combination of sloppy decisions, uh-huh. uh, a little bit of panic, and then uh, taking your the eye off the ball a little bit, I think. Sure. And also, yeah, the pitch didn't really help at all. And I mean, it's and I mean, it's preseason. You got to get those things out of the way yeah. then. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to play. I'd rather play than make it look ugly just so we can get the win, so to speak. You Absolutely. You this, gotta that's why you want to be practicing and working. Yeah.
0: And now, you know, not to pass to Greg's right foot. Exactly, <laughs> yeah.
2: Or, or not on target. Understood, <laughs> it understood. The goal, yeah.
0: But uh, cold day that day. Yeah. Uh, we really enjoy getting to travel out and see you guys. Have you noticed in the uh, reasonably close games? So we're talking. I know that people have made the trips out to Pittsburgh. A lot of guys make the trip to St. Louis. Obviously, there's a large crowd that comes to Cincinnati. Have you been surprised, impressed, displeased with the traveling support? Oh, uh, I've been
2: displeased. Doesn't even come close, <laughs> okay. man. Come on. Yeah, we don't need to do that. one. I, I'm, I'm. Uh, like quite speechless a lot of the times even if it's just see one or two shirts out mm. there like some of the games I'm from England so some of the games are extremely far for me you know like, sure I wouldn't really as a fan I'm a Chelsea fan I wouldn't drive that far to go watch Chelsea you know uh, so you're not see, making the trip to Newcastle to watch them nah, nah man. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely going to Ipswich there you yeah. go <laughs> so uh, so uh, to see you to see how you guys really care and you're invested it really does mean a lot to me it, And it surprises me in in the best way possible. I think our fans are are easily the best in the league. And that's one of the main reasons we're very good at home, as well as uh, other things. And uh, (laughs) and also, one of the main reasons we we do so well, man. It it really does help give us a lift.
0: And that's great, and that's why we all make the trip.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Next thing I needed to know. When... One. I'm sorry I, I hate doing this but that's he'll kill sorry. me if I don't so my partner who is not here today asks every guest a really stupid question Oh, that's funny. and in his honor I'm gonna ask you this really stupid question I encourage you to answer it briefly okay. and uh, and not give Andy the satisfaction if you were forced to fight
2: okay <laughs> a, I love
0: these ones a silverback gorilla okay all right or an anaconda And all you had to fight them with was a supporters group scarf. Which of those two
2: animals would you prefer to fight? There's no question. You, ha- I'm 100% fighting the anaconda. See, and that's what everybody 100%. says. Andy, listen to this at home. No, no, I don't think I don't think Andy realizes how strong a gorilla is. He absolutely does not. I'm pretty sure it's at least 100 guys. Yeah, he's uh, he is delusional. He is convinced that he can take one. So Dan, he's convinced he can take one? Andy would I've rather fight the front gorilla.
0: Front. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
2: he's 6'5", 220.
0: He's he a big take, guy, but don't he's don't not taking
2: he... on a gorilla. Though. 220?
0: Yeah, he's, a big, okay. he's a big I failure. guess he was sitting
2: down. I <laughs> guess he was sitting down. Well, I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't think he could take a baby gorilla. <laughs> like, those things. <laughs> like, an anaconda, a new slow. I mean, if he gets you, you're, you're done for, man. Sure. slow. You could stomp on it. I mean, I don't know. You could run from it much easier. This is easily
0: the best answer we've ever gotten to this question. And I almost am, I'm I'm almost thinking about editing it out so Andy doesn't know that we took it seriously.
2: (laughs) But, uh, I I love playing those games.
0: (laughs) Well, then you are welcome to join Andy anytime. (laughs) Uh, all right. So, uh, let's, let's wind down here a little bit. And first, let me ask you, uh, music. Okay. You come from a family of music. Yeah. Uh, you are. Uh, you played in a band as yeah. a younger man, yeah, you know? yeah, I'm a
2: drummer. You're a drummer. Okay. S- still, I'm a drummer. If anyone's looking. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: if there's anybody out there looking for a uh, new drummer, some very experimental and get rusty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but I can jam. You have an. Unf- you have an interesting question that is coming to you regarding this. Our supporters group, as part of our supporters group uh, membership package, we give out the uh, the joining member's choice of instrument, we have two purple instruments that they get to pick from, and you can pick today. Okay. Whether you would prefer, Is this a, really,
2: is this specific? This is for real yeah, a
0: purple. purple kazoo. Oh,
2: okay, alright. The
0: purple kazoo <laughs> okay. is one option. And the other option is the purple tambourine. So are you going pure percussion with the tambourine or ease of use with the purple kazoo? Well,
2: I'm going to have to hear how this sounds first of all. Please, let's find out. It's garbage. (laughs) You burned through this one? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so clearly I don't even know how to use it. Wait, sort of, you, you sort of hum into it. I believe Can you could you show me? I will give it a yeah, try We're gonna find wind out
0: wind? Nope other side mm. oh, All, right. Right. All right, that side works completely now we found out mm. <laughs> <laughs> I Think I think we're gonna have to get, All right,
2: well, we're gonna have to get people to stick with the tambourine I All right, think. well off um, to. <laughs> figuring out how the kazoo works, as a percussionist, I'm going tambourine all day. There you go, has, understood. Yeah, it has real real value in, it, in, a, in a, a little acoustic gig in a band. The kazoo, I'm not too sure. Where I,
0: I, we both clearly didn't know how to yeah, play one. So yeah. we'll, uh, Unfortunately, the uh, Scouse's House, Treasurer Ginger, Will uh, be able to give us all lessons on how to play kazoos before the next yeah, team match. She seemed
2: like she knew what she was. She knows
0: but, the uh, way the kazoos, yeah. but no, we, we we enjoy giving these out so that uh, an extra way for us to make noise back behind the goal. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Tambourine. If, well, I'll tell you what. If you get tambourines, then throw me down and I'll get. Moldy. We will chuck you <laughs> one down if you
0: score. You just give us a point I'll up, and we'll throw that. one down all for right. you. That sounds good. Um, but uh, the musical family that uh, we reference, your father, uh, Mikey, is a. Uh, rather famous yeah. musician. Yeah, he's alright. Yeah. He's uh, just you know one of the biggest bands of the 80s and 90s. Uh, your father, for anybody who didn't know, is um, the bassist for Culture Club, uh, Mikey Craig. Am I, uh, am I right in this? Yeah. I don't want to be wrong.
2: Yeah, no, he likes going by Mikey, yeah.
0: Okay, and then uh, the only thing, I wouldn't bring it up, because I don't ever want to seem starstruck about stuff like this. But I wouldn't bring it up, except for the fact that from day one, at louisville city we've been singing one of their songs as one of our supporters songs yeah I know. so the come on come on come on come on lou city e, is actually a song that your father
2: helped you write yes he did yeah and uh i seeing as i i kept it to myself for the first a lot a good part of the first season I was just, every time I'd hear it, it would just put a smile on my face, to be honest. It was quite, it was exciting, and it gave me a good
0: feeling to hear it. Well, that's great, because in uh, coming into this interview, I felt pretty confidently that it was either going to be something that you were extremely proud of your father for, and uh, comfortable talking about, or something that you were just completely sick to death of hearing and talking about. It was either going to be one or the other. So I'm glad that uh, it's not, every time you hear us singing that song, you're not going,
2: not this thing again! No. No, not at all. I mean. I mean, yeah, maybe a little uh, compensation, you know, maybe some royalties. (laughs) We'll see whether or not uh, every time the Coopers uh,
0: try to ring that one up as the song to be sung. We'll see if we can keep a a ledger.
2: I'll start keeping trackers up.
0: There you go. And we'll make sure that uh, you get the checks uh, to their proper place at the end of the year.
2: PRS will come knocking. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) No, that's great. I love
0: it. Well, Paco, we really appreciate you being such a great sport. We appreciate you taking the time to talk with us tonight. And uh, thanks so much and best of luck. Come Saturday, let's uh, go get FCC and get another uh, shutout win.
2: Some poppy seed bagels. Uh, I'm more of a sweet guy. I like the blueberry. I like the, the blueberry. Sea- yeah, blueberry. Cinnamon mustard. crunch, maybe? Nah, nah I like the right. blueberry
0: Blueberry bagel. We'll make sure that that's what yeah. you get. Oh, well, thank you very thanks much. Thanks very much me. again. We really appreciate it. is mine, mine, All right, thanks very much to Paco Craig. And uh, that was wonderful getting to talk to him. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did because uh, I can't imagine that I would have enjoyed interviewing anybody more. He was uh, gracious and fun, and uh, I highly encourage everybody, if you get a chance to spend five minutes around that guy, do it because he (laughs) he, he was delightful. So now... It is time to move on to our purple stuff. Everybody's nice. Everybody's favorite Sipping. purple beverage. We, In fact, let's have a quick drink of the purple beverage right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it burns. It burns. It
1: burns so good.
0: All right. So we've got uh, a couple of topics to cover on the uh, purple stuff. And the first one is I want to very quickly touch on because it would seem ridiculous if we didn't uh, mask-gate that occurred in the stands against Tampa Bay. Uh, I know this has been covered by the Coopers. This has been covered by Derby City Ultra. It's been covered by news outlets. It's been covered by everybody. After, and I, I wasn't everybody. over there. I don't. I didn't. I don't have a firsthand account. I will say that it's ridiculous that law enforcement would bother trying to enforce a uh, uh, a rule like that in a stadium where these guys have been doing this every game for three years. It's just stupid. Uh, I'm glad that uh, Brad Estes and uh, the Local law enforcement and stadium officials were able to work out a uh, seemingly good agreement. Uh, we stand completely behind the other supporters' groups and their rights to support the team any way they want, so long as it's not offensive.
1: And that, in no way, is offensive. And it's not,
0: and so, and it wasn't dangerous either. So, uh, go on with your bad self, Doc Bees. Everybody, uh, you just <laughs> you uh, you wear what you want, and Scouse's ass has got your back. Absolutely. All right. Um, moving on. Then next is. T-shirt giveaway. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. So, Scouse's House now officially has their member T-shirts. And this is a surprise. We're not going to promote this. We're not going to mention this anywhere. This is only for In the House podcast listeners. In the House? In the House podcast listeners who are not either Scouse's House administrative team members or Scouse's House administrative team member family members. Makes sense. Are eligible to win this. The way you're going to do it is go on Facebook, send a message to Scouse's house saying, I want my t-shirt, go City. The first two people who send that message... We will get you your t-shirt the size of your choice. The first two, chronologically. I'm not going to promote this at all. I'm not going to mention it on the blog, on the website, on the anywhere. So you will have had to have heard this on your own. They must have heard your voice. Exactly. So you hear it. Sorry about that, by the way. I apologize. You send off to Scouse's House on Facebook. Send Scouse's House a message saying, I want my t-shirt. Go city. And you will get the brand new Scouse's House t-shirts. They are
1: lovely. They're sharp.
0: They've got the nice purple and gold Union Jack. I'm a fan. Uh, If you were curious what it says in Latin, that across the top roughly translates to love always for the city. And uh, that's what we have. You'll see uh, our lovely sponsors on the back. You've got Copper and Kings in Big Bold. You've got uh, Lighter Hearts Home Care, Benchmark Mortgage, Melwood Tavern, and Groundworks Landscape Management. They have all been wonderful partners. We uh, have appreciated everything they've done. could do it without them. Uh, support those businesses and also support your t shirt, which you will have just won. This is a $20 value. If you go on the website and wanted to buy a t shirt, it's $20. If you join Scouse's House with a VIP membership, you get a bunch of other goodies, which I'm not going to spell out right now, but it's on the website. And that is for a scant $5 more, you get the t-shirt and the membership. That's $25. VIP for $5? Exactly. Who doesn't do that? Exactly. You're already getting the t-shirt unless you happen to have won one by listening to this podcast. All right. So, t-shirt giveaway. I want my t-shirt. Go City. All right. Next thing that we want to discuss is rides to the Cincinnati game. Very briefly, uh, if you go on Scouse's House social media, you'll see messages from the president himself saying that uh, we'll be meeting at Molly Malone's. A number of people are going to watch the derby game between uh, Manchester United and Manchester City at Molly Malone's in the Highlands. Is it the Highlands that we go to? Yes. Yes. Uh, Molly Malone's in the Highlands. Uh, Park there, and then uh, we're going to work out ride arrangements between us. We're still hoping to uh, have access to a van. That's not necessarily going to occur. It's not necessarily not going to occur but at the very least, we're going to have people who are all going to caravan up there. We'll, we'll be tailgating at the Molly Malones in Newport, Kentucky. Stay on our side of the river until it's time to go to the game. That's excellent. And so uh, go on up there, catch a ride with the uh, with Scouse's house, and uh, make sure you get your seats. Uh, I know they were going quickly. If you can't get our supporter section... Uh, the away supporter section Make sure you get tickets as close to them as you can
1: So is that actually supporting uh, Cincinnati's future home? Or
0: Sadly we will in uh. fact By paying them money They, Although frankly if they can't find a place to build it It won't matter anyway <laughs> And right now nobody seems to want it And the people who do want it There are problems with it so, uh, I'm sure that eventually they will be FC Newport As the Black Sheep have uh, oh. proudly uh, declared it. It's so funny so, get your uh, butts out there, get to the away game, show the boys some support. Uh, it's going to be 28,000 really unfriendly faces, so let's make sure they've got as many uh, yeah, let's get as 2,000 2, friendly, friendly, ones friendly faces there, too. All right. Uh, also, in terms of purple stuff, one last thing. We touched on it two weeks ago. We're going to touch on it again now. Uh, my old Kentucky home. Unorganized.
1: Nothing on the big board. It started at a very awkward time when
0: no one other than a specific group knew about it. So. Sure. Uh, I think everything that I've heard since has said that the actual song itself sounded great and that they got everybody over in the uh, Cooper's uh, Purple Family Heretics Ultras Black Sheep section okay. to sing it and they sang it well and that it sounded really good. Okay. On our side of the pitch, you could tell they were singing... You could tell they were singing, but it wasn't... Not uh, until
1: after they were singing for a bit.
0: Right, and we definitely didn't know when it was going to start. And this is one of those things where there needs to be better communication between the supporters groups. We were told that it would start at kickoff. Somebody decided it would start before then. If uh, there's going to be a unified single time for us to sing it... Scouse's House wants to do our part. The supporters groups uh, need to work together in terms of all this. And, uh, right,
1: and if that song is in stereo throughout the place on both sides of the field, then of course more sound. people in the stands are going to start singing, get everyone involved, and Exactly. that's the point. It's going to sound
0: better, it's going to get everybody more juiced up for it, and uh, uh, this is one of those times where a little bit of extra communication goes a long way. If it's not going to be sung straight at kickoff, Tell us when it's going to be sung, and right. we'll, get, we'll get our scarves up and get our uh, voices up. Yeah, on. just let us know what the cue is, and we'll, we'll be there. So, we'll uh, hopefully get it next time, and uh, if it doesn't work this for our next home game, which is the blackout game against Richmond on April 14th, uh, if it doesn't work for that game, then uh, we'll have to have an a emergency meeting of the five families, sit everybody down, and uh, let's figure out how to do this, because my old Kentucky home is a big part of the pregame. Oh, it absolutely is. Okay. That's the purple stuff. That's everything we want to talk about. Definitely. And uh, I hope that uh, you guys had a a delicious drink as well. It tasted good. It burnt going down, but uh, I think it's going to keep me warm for a long time. (laughs) I think it's going to keep me warm for a long time. (laughs) I have late breaking news that has just been handed to me. This is exciting, people. Apparently Paco Craig wasn't done with us. We're gonna throw it back for a bonus round. Bonus round Paco. of Paco Craig. He had something further to add. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, our friend Paco Craig. Yay! I apologize for that break. I am really terrible at taking notes and then asking the appropriate questions. It occurred to me moments after shutting the interview down, that uh, I had failed to ask the one thing that I really wanted to know, that the world really wants to know. (laughs) And that's because we need to find out from Paco about (laughs) the hair, man. So a pretty famous little braid coming off the side there. What's going on?
2: So uh, I've had some people ask me before. It's kind of why I don't mind mentioning it. And all it literally was is my whole life, I've gone from letting my hair grow to cutting it short to like letting it grow long again over maybe a year or so to kind of show and it's just been a quite repetitive boring cycle and i've always been like i want to do something with it i want to twist it i want to get dreads i want to get like uh cane roll corn rolls sure i wanted to make uh, it. i don't know do anything you know just to have fun with it and so towards the end of the season i needed it cut again and i was like you know what i don't want to cut it all i'm just going to plat one and cut the rest and so i did and then i and then unfortunately it was quite an out there thing to do it looked quite funny <laughs> and uh coupled with the fact that we won that game and it was getting much closer to the playoff time I had to keep it yeah so i was like all right well we won let's just leave it and see how it goes i it's love fine. That. i had i did have a friend a lady friend who was able to keep planning for me because I have to confess, I don't know how to do my own <laughs> I can play here, but this one's a little tricky to do on by myself. By a, a tricky angle yeah, there, so, not quite behind yeah, you. And it needs to look tight, you know, it needs to come correct. So, I don't know, we kept winning. And so I kept was like, look, I'm not getting rid of it now. <laughs> and so we won and won and then ended up doing as well as we did. Sure. And I was like, all right, that's great. <laughs> so at that point, I was attached to it. The emotional connection was made. Great. The bond was there. I left it all off season, I left it kept cutting the rest of my hair, leaving it long and uh, now, whether whether or not it looks good or not, I'm just attached to it too much. Now, is basically. it just
0: until you guys go on a bad losing streak, or is this just now a part of your identity?
2: I, I quite enjoy it as a bit of my look for now. Good. And at the very least, I wanted to touch my shoulder comfortably. Nice. And then I'll think about what doing something too. You know, so so it's not going anywhere for anytime soon.
0: Well, now I made a joke about it being like a uh, a Star Wars yeah. uh, Padawan braid. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that never crossed your mind
2: at all. Uh, a little bit. So people mentioned it i'm or? not gonna lie when i was young watching star wars i did like the braid i think i did dig it and uh it was a bit more the position wasn't exactly where it was right but that definitely came into my mind and when everyone calls me uh, a padawan i kind of roll with it because I'm, I'm a big star wars fan oh that's good yeah i mean i love star wars so that's cool. i was worried you were gonna look at me like i was a complete nah, idiot when nah, i said nah, that nah, word nah, so that worked out fine yeah yeah so uh i like it i, I think it's cool and If I'm getting compared to Star Wars, then uh, that's okay by me. Nobody
0: is ever upset with being accused of using the Force. No,
2: exactly.
0: Well, I appreciate you clearing the air, and now the world knows that uh, it's a part of Paco's self-identity. That's true. And uh, that it's not going anywhere, at least for the foreseeable future.
2: That's true. That's
0: correct. Well, hopefully it just keeps on growing for the next three or four championships. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, Yeah.
2: exactly. If we keep on winning, it's not going anywhere. Well,
0: there we go. Thanks very much. Thank you. With that late-breaking report. No problem, man. Okay, with that bombshell We have returned <laughs> Now that we know all of the secrets of Paco Craig's Amazing Star Wars hair We are back and uh, ready the to get to power. It. He, uh, th- he uses the force Who knew? <laughs> and uh, So now that we know all about Paco's hair We can get on to banter time uh, I'm, I'm feeling awkward already Because uh, in the last 20 years I have not bantered with anyone but Andy I hope he doesn't think I'm cheating on him Sorry, Andy. But, I'm thinking uh, of you, buddy. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close my eyes and banter with the best of them, David. <laughs> and so, uh, David, today the thing that we want to banter about is attendance. Yes, attendance. yes So uh the attendance hasn't been bad.
1: No. It hasn't been bad.
0: No. Nope. Uh, it also hasn't been as robust as you might hope coming off of a championship season. No, it is not. Uh, with two home games. Now, I'm going to qualify all of this by saying that... We started with games on two holidays, St. Right. Patrick's Day and Easter weekend. We started with games in unpleasant weather. Mid-midday. Midday games at three. The NCAA tournament going on, including a UK game. Right. Not to mention that we had a false start with the second game right. where people who were maybe planning on coming out for a bunch of games, and then you get a game canceled on you and you lose momentum. Right. There are reasons that make sense to me about why the attendance wouldn't be perfect. Spring break? Spring break's been going on. I get it. There's stuff. Even so, I was really hoping that we would have more of the uh, the, the casual fan bases showing up for these games. The supporters groups have been what they always are. I know Scouts right. House has had 200-plus each game. I know that... Uh, the Coopers section, we see it perfectly oh, yeah, from over the, Both both behind both goals, up. it's great. There's no question about that. And it's not bad attendance. That's the thing I want to focus on is that it's not bad. It's just not where it can be yet. No. And that's frustrating because it's such a great product they're putting out on the field. Oh, it's a blast. It's, it's rough that we haven't been able to... I, I feel like we belong in the 9,500 to 10,000 every game range. And... Uh, I would say at least that, honestly. I mean, and
1: we're up. This is our professional team. It is. I mean, it's our only professional
0: team. The Let's only get behind one us, got? people. Let's get behind it. Well, and the thing to me is, is attendance is up from last year, from the first two games of last year. It's up, but it's not as far up as the team wants to see it. It's not as far up as the supporters groups want to see it. Uh, one thing I encourage is get out there and. Bring a friend. Uh, that's what we tell everybody is you don't have to bring a party of 20 to the game. No. You one bring... person is all it takes. And I, I I, legitimately feel like if you bring one different person to three straight games, then one of those three people will end up buying season tickets. And one of those three people. people will end up bringing somebody else. Right. And so what you're talking about is... Uh, a snowball effect. If we're not going to have the mass marketing budget that some of the other clubs do to be able to have billboards everywhere and you know jerseys in every store and uh, ads on every radio station, fine. But that means that it's the supporters groups that have got to do the legwork here, and uh, I feel like that we're trying, and uh, that but there are still strides to be taken. Yes. One of the things that I think that can be focused on. Uh, which David's lovely wife brought to our attention yes, earlier this afternoon, is what a great family environment it is. Uh, David, talk to us a little bit about uh, Nikki and uh, his experiences. Oh, and Nicky absolutely loves it. I mean, he goes to every
1: single game, wouldn't have it any other way. He is pinned against the rail watching the game during the exciting parts. Sure. Uh, when he's not, he's running around with four of his little friends in the back. There's uh, a playground
0: over there that he wants to run My wonderful
1: to. wife brought him over to the playground, and... Uh, Not to be eavesdropping, but she was overhearing some uh, other parents uh, as they are watching their kids run around talk. And it was a few fathers uh, that were talking that said one of their friends got one of them to go to a game. Uh, It was toward the end of last year, near Mm. the playoffs. They love the atmosphere. They brought their children with them. Uh, And this year, they're coming back to many more games because they realized how awesome it was for their kids and for themselves.
0: Well, and that's the thing is, I feel like there's a fan experience for every type of fan. I think that there's a family experience that can be had. I feel like there's a uh, a bro in that can happen. Oh, like yeah. bring, you just bring a buddy, catch some beers, uh, hang out, and uh, it's a good time. I feel like that it's a great group hang, which is really what our friends have. Oh, definitely. Which is uh, 15 to 20 of us every game, hanging out before the game, hanging out after the game, and the game is this centerpiece. And that's the thing. It's the whole experience. It's
1: not just the match. I mean, yes, focal point match, absolutely. But I mean, the tailgating leading up to it, the match, talking to everyone, the people around you, just meeting other soccer fans.
0: It's sure. a blast. I mean, and and I know that it can sound right now like we're being more cheerleaders and uh, recruiters than anything else, but it's it's purely selfish. I want you to know that. I'm not being paid by the team. I want this team to thrive. Yeah, I want the team to do well, and one of the ways that the team can do well is if they have more support. The more fans that come, the more money that we generate. The more money we generate, the better players we can get. The more uh, fans that are here, the tougher it is for opponents to play against us in our house. Better amenities we can get at the new stadium. Better swag that the team can afford to put out uh, into the stores for us to buy. It's just better for everybody, the better attendance there is. It's not that I want the team to do well for any reason other than me personally enjoying it more. Yeah. I enjoy it more the more people there are, and plus it's fun to be a part of something.
1: Oh, yes it is. And
0: we'll be able to lord it over people forever and ever that we were there from the beginning. So when there are people begging for our season tickets in eight years to watch the f- seven-time defending USL <laughs> Cup champions, uh, we'll be able to say, you should have gotten in when we did. Absolutely. boat. Uh, no, And there's nothing more fun than making fun of people who didn't get in early. (laughs) I look forward to the day where there are bandwagon fans that I can make fun of. That's what I want more than (laughs) anything. Right now, every fan I meet is a friend of mine. A genuine fan. Yeah, every one of them is a friend of mine, too, and I'm happy to be a part of it with them. I'm looking forward to the day when there are so many fans and so many fair weather friends (laughs) that I get to mock people for not being enough of a fan. That's the day I'm looking forward to. And uh, I think that uh, that really... Oh, I did have one more further point about this, which is that I, I do think that the numbers will keep rising. They did last year all throughout the year. Yes. I think we ended up averaging like 8,200 by they the were, end of the year.
1: I mean, once we get some warm 7.30 weekend matches, uh-huh. we're going to get
0: people coming out there and make a night of it. Sure. And I think that by the end of the year, you're going to be seeing numbers that... I, I mean, I think by the end of the year, it'll be bigger than it was last year. I would agree. But right now, I feel like... The, if the trajectory is similar, we'll end up seeing like eighty six hundred be our average, which would be great. It'd be a huge number for the USL, but I feel like this team deserves ten plus. Oh, there's no question about that. The they, team deserves it, and the city yeah owes it to them. Honestly, yeah, they I mean, really do. Uh, so we owe it to ourselves. Get behind our boys. Uh, go out and see them. Uh, Come to the games. If you can't make it to an away game, come April 14th. Show up for the blackout game against Richmond. Uh, It's going to be a blast. Uh, Please tour the Scouse's House website, which is live and operational. We've got blogs on there from uh, Lance McGarvey, voice of the Lou City Football Club. Also, we've got a blog from some guy named Evan who oh, he's, uh, he's not matter. that great. and uh, <laughs> A message from our president, as well as a lot of other good content. Uh, so please get out there and check that out. Also, check out the sponsors we mentioned previously. Uh, I want to say a big, big thank you to Paco Craig for joining me tonight. Paco was—I'm not—I'm going to gush and gush over Paco. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's converted me into being a lifelong fan. So so long as he doesn't stand go to stand up, dude. As so long as he doesn't go to Cincinnati next year, oh, uh, that would happen. Paco is now, uh, has got a lifelong fan. <laughs> uh, so, Cincinnati week, everybody. If you're not going to go to the match, tune it in on YouTube, find it on the radio, do what you got to do. Just go to Melwood Tavern. Go to Melwood Tavern. They'll throw it up on the big screen for you. Uh, those of you who uh, are making the trip, uh, please come and say a quick hello, and if you happen to have won a t-shirt and you're going to be at the Cincinnati game, let us know and we'll bring it with you. Bring it with us. So, everybody, it couldn't have been a more fun show. Uh, I want to thank David very much thank for stepping in. Thank you very much for letting me join again. Extremely pleased that uh, we have somebody as capable and... Uh, frankly it's hospitable the steaks were delicious uh, as david to uh, step in as the, co-host we the
1: potatoes weren't too shabby
0: man. well i hate <laughs> to brag but uh with that impressive uh, culinary note i will say thanks everybody so much for joining us in the house and go city go city